Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, KSL News Time is 5 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. It is breaking news to start the morning. We're learning that the driver of a vehicle killed in yesterday's officer-involved shooting in Farmington has died. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with the latest. Adam? Amanda, the driver uh, initially pulled over before shots rang out yesterday. Uh, we were learning has died at the hospital that he was transported to. Farmington police have also identified the man as 25-year-old Chase Allen. Farmington police chief Eric Johnson says five of their officers are on routine leave, but that's 20% of their workforce, which is something we're really trying to dive into a little bit more today. And beyond that, he says they all have to deal with the weight of the shooting itself. It's it's impactful. It's impactful. You know, we... We, we wake up, we come to work to do a job, and this is not a part of the job that we look forward to. It's, it's emotionally impactful to all of us, whether we were part of this or not. The investigation is ongoing. Be sure to stay with us for the very latest. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. We're getting a look at just how many assaults against corrections officers have been reported at the new prison since it opened. KSL News Radio's Kate Davis is live with more. Kate? Yeah, Tim, almost two dozen assaults against officers have been reported at the new Utah State Prison since it opened, according to public records. Chad Bennion with the Utah Fraternal Order of Police tells KSL TV the assaults highlight several issues with the new prison. We need to solve these problems, and right now, if we, we can't get that type of funding necessary, we're probably going to see more of a deficit with people retiring and leaving because of the safety concerns. Tomorrow is a huge day for corrections officers. A legislative committee will announce how much funding the Department of Corrections will get, which could lead to, lead to beefed-up security and staffing. Reporting live, Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. The White House knows there was a lot of fraud using COVID relief funds in the last few years. Now it's asking Congress for more money to investigate that fraud. The Biden administration will ask Congress for more than a half billion dollars for a Justice Department strike force and an oversight committee that's already recovered a lot of money that should not have gone out to some Americans during the pandemic. It also wants money to help people hurt by the pandemic fraud, including Almost two dozen assaults. insurance companies. The president will need Republican support for the extra millions in order to recover billions in COVID fraud. ABC's Andy Field reporting from Washington. An airport security scare investigation continues in Pennsylvania after a man reportedly checked a bag with an explosive device inside. Investigators say the device was detected during routine screening on luggage belonging to Mark Muffley. Muffley was paged to come to the security desk, but instead he left the airport. He was arrested a short time later at home. The investigation into his background is ongoing. Local police, though, 
apparently knew about Muffley already. It's unclear why. So far, there are no obvious links to terrorism in this case. ABC's Morgan Norwood reporting. Delta has reached a new contract with their pilots, which includes a massive 34% pay raise over four years. The deal comes at a time when it's been very costly to buy airline tickets due to higher fuel costs and demand. Atlanta-based Delta is the first of the large U.S. carriers to strike a deal with pilots, as American Southwest and United's pilots unions are still negotiating. But the Delta deal could now set the bar. John Trout reporting. Crews are working to dig out Snowden residents throughout the mountain areas of California. The governor now activating the National Guard, declaring an emergency in 13 counties. Nearly 12 feet piled up in the Sierra Nevada mountains in the past week, making it the snowiest four-month period since 1970. Yosemite National Park closed with 15 feet of snow. That's ABC's Andrea Fujii reporting. First look traffic, and here is Andy Farnsworth. Well, things looking pretty decent this morning as you travel through the valleys. I-15, no slow spots and uh, dry road conditions to deal with. If you're going into Parley's Canyon, that's where you might see a little bit of slowing right now up over the summit. Uh, and uh, Big and Little Cottonwood Canyons are both open, but they do require chains four-wheel drives this morning. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. There's a brand-new Olympic training facility here in the state. Salt Lake City, uh, Utah Committee for the Games CEO Fraser Bullock says the Spencer Eccles Olympic Mountain Center is now the place for Team USA Olympians to train and practice for alpine and freestyle skiing. It's really exciting to think that the kids skiing on this hill now will be part of the Olympic Games and part of Team USA in the future. News Radio. It was another big night for uh, those space geeks out there that are eating up all of the uh, space stories we've had recently. Four astronauts headed to the International Space Station this morning after an overnight SpaceX launch. And SpaceX launching another mission to the International Space Station from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. On board, two U.S. astronauts, an astronaut from the United Arab Emirates and a Russian cosmonaut, NASA Commercial Crew Program Manager Stephen Stitch. Crew's doing great. It's great to see some smiling faces on orbit. We're really excited. We're taking it one step at a time. This is the sixth crew rotation mission using SpaceX's Dragon spacecraft on a Falcon 9 rocket. They're expected to dock early Friday morning. Lionel Moyes, ABC News. I was just noticing some heavy traffic on I-80 over Parley Summit, but I guess otherwise a pretty quiet start to your yeah, Thursday morning? I was thinking as I pulled into downtown Salt Lake City, this is the first day in a long time that I haven't had to think twice before crossing a bridge or getting into downtown. Yeah, yeah, no snow this morning. The roads are dry. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.